Hi there, we made it. I'm here at episode one. You're here at episode one. The Exploration of Self podcast is happening. I'm Vita Bailey, your host. I am so excited to connect with you today. I got to tell you, it was so difficult for me to get this thing going because I was struggling so enormously with self-doubt. And originally, my first episode wasn't even going to be on insecurity, but it was chasing after me so intensely that I was like, I got to work on this. I need to start to develop here clearly because this is almost going to stop me from actually wanting to start the podcast. So if you have ever dealt with insecurity to the point where you wanted to just avoid things entirely or stop right in the middle of hours and hours of preparation for something and say, you know what, I know I've prepped for this. I know I thought that I could do this, but I can't and I quit. This is the episode for you because that is exactly what I was going through, trying to just get this episode and this podcast launched. We'll talk through the different ways insecurity might show up in our lives, how perception and comparison can impact our insecurities, how insecurities might affect our relationships, and finally, how to work through these and develop. Really quickly, before we get started, I want to tell you about the website, theexplorationofself.com. This is a great resource on connecting with me through email or social media. You can also listen to episodes there. You can learn more about the show, learn more about me. And then further, you can even support the show if you want to do that. So feel free to go over to the website and check that out. For now, let's get started on insecurity. As I was preparing for this episode on insecurity, I was trying to find ways to introduce insecurity and the word familiar just kept coming up. Insecurity doesn't really need much of an introduction because it's so familiar to all of us. No one really escapes it and we all experience it from time to time. Just take a second and think of the most secure and confident person you know or admire. Think of your favorite artists or musicians that get up and sing in front of thousands of people. Think of some of the best leaders you know, amazing speakers, authors, CEOs, and still, insecurity is a close, familiar experience to them, the very same way that it is to you and me. It shows up in so many different ways. Sometimes you know you're dealing with it, while other times you're not really sure why you're behaving the way you are, and later you realize, you know, you were insecure. It can be like the small chats we have within ourselves that hold us back or change our minds about a decision. You think no one will be interested in the things you have to say, so you don't take part in a conversation. You say no to the pool party invite because you don't feel good enough about your body. You like someone, but you convince yourself that they could never possibly like you back, so you never ask them out. You want to go work out and start a new habit and go to the gym, but you're worried people will judge you there. You want to get a better job or try out for a promotion, but you didn't get the last three, so you tell yourself this one won't work out either, and you decide not to apply at all because that feels more comfortable than experiencing even one more rejection. You may be afraid to lose your partner, so you try to make sure you do everything they like and everything they want so you don't lose them to someone else. Or you're me, and you want to start a podcast, but you're worried about your contribution to the ocean that is the self-help world, and maybe you won't make an impact. These are only a few examples, but somewhere along the way, you were stripped of your confidence, you began to question your value, and you determined you're inadequate, and you landed in an anxiety-ridden and uncomfortable state of insecurity. And over time, this pattern became familiar. I want to talk through how insecurity impacted me over the last few weeks, the power perceptions have in our insecurities, the influence comparison can have in our insecurities, the impact insecurity can have in our relationships, 
and the behaviors we exhibit within them. Then ways to begin working through these insecurities when they inevitably show up. So first, the way insecurity has impacted me over the last few weeks. As I mentioned in the intro, this first episode wasn't supposed to be about insecurity, but I really struggled with it, trying to find the confidence to release videos of myself, to record my own voice, to listen to my own voice. I struggled to believe the things I have to share would be meaningful or effective. Every day that I woke up to kind of prepare for this or record a video, I was faced with this wall of self-doubt. I had to really increase my positive self-talk just to get started on something. I had to just kind of force myself to get a little done towards my goal for the day or the week, but I didn't do this confidently. I, I did it afraid, terrified at times because of what I believed people would perceive me to be, which moves me to what I want to talk about regarding the power of perceptions have in our insecurities. In psychology, there's a term called person perception, and they refer to this to identify the mental processes that we use to form impressions of ourselves or other people. Let's start with the perception of ourselves. Maybe we experienced trauma, maybe we have experienced rejection, maybe we just looked in the mirror one day and we didn't like what we saw. One way or another, we began to form a perception of ourselves that leaned into a negative light. That perception impacted our confidence in that area, which then impacted our decision-making in that area. An example of this for me is when I was gearing up to launch this podcast, I thought about my perception of myself regarding my education. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychological scholar. What makes me think I can have an effective self-help podcast? I perceive myself as kind of uneducated and therefore unable to launch a podcast around self-development. But that was just kind of a knee-jerk perception, and it wasn't based in my real experiences, like most perceptions often are. What helped me in this regard was my experiences in overcoming the difficulties in my life. The hurtful words people spoke to me I had to apply healing to. The traumas within my upbringing and family life that I had to fully acknowledge and overcome. The development I have experienced over many relationships to become a more loving, patient, kind partner. These things built my education around self-development and have given me the ability to share, encourage, and help others to grow through the same journeys. So while we may have a negative perception of ourselves, I want to encourage you to challenge it with objective evidence of who you really are, what you really have to offer, and then fuel that with self-compassion and understanding of your goals. Don't just accept the first thoughts that come to mind. Be willing to challenge it with positive things you know about yourself and start to get to a pattern of knowing these positive things about yourself. Write them down, put them in your phone, keep them with you. That way you have something handy to just kind of combat these thoughts when they come up. So now we'll talk about kind of our perceptions of other people. Perception has so many layers and I will do a whole show on this topic but for now, we'll just kind of focus on how our perceptions of others can impact our insecurities. I'll give an example of this within myself. Back to my education. I do not have a college degree. So I can get in a room with people and the topic of which college everyone went to could come up. I immediately get anxious because I'm insecure about not having a degree. And now potentially I have to share this in a room full of higher educated people. I immediately begin to worry that everyone will think less of me. I get this anticipatory anxiety for when the question gets to me, and within that anxiety, I assume their thoughts about me, which are not positive or congratulatory, so that anxiety just kind of builds and builds. I start to think, this is the perfect time to go to the restroom or get up for a drink and just avoid the whole thing entirely. 
Everyone has a good perception of me at this point, and I want to keep it that way. All of these thoughts and emotions come up before I even get the chance to think about how proud I am of how far I have come without a degree. I have an excellent thriving career in aerospace. I have held multiple positions that usually require a degree, but I was able to be successful in those roles without one. Even though these are true, I feared being unlike everyone else in the room would automatically make me seem like less impressive. This is all just assumptive of their perceptions and it led to this difficulty with me and this anxiety. But through that and over time, I kind of learned that we have to be careful of the expectations we place on ourselves when we're only assuming someone else's opinion of us. It's, it's always going to be important to get in the practice of detaching value from the opinion of others on specific topics or in certain situations where it might refer to something we know we're insecure about or that might cause us anxiety. Now, we don't always have to detach the value that person holds in our life as a whole, but maybe in this one area we do, because their opinion does not dictate our significance or our value, and it doesn't have to impact our positive perception of ourselves. And something that I feel that goes right in line with that is the impact that comparison has on our insecurities. Have you ever like kept someone else in mind as your standard? What I mean by that, maybe not on purpose, but someone just frequently comes up. Let's say there's this woman, Sydney, and Sydney has perfect hair. She's always had perfect hair. And one day you're doing your own hair and suddenly you realize it doesn't look as good as Sydney's hair. And the reason for this is that you have acknowledged Sydney's hair as this standard for your own. Like, what the heck is Sydney doing with her hair? Why can't I have hair like Sydney's? You might have beautiful hair, but now since you've compared it to someone else and allow that person to be your standard for your own hair, you can't see that beauty in it any longer and you're disappointed in what you do have. When we compare ourselves, we detach ourselves from our uniqueness because we want to find comfort and similarity so we can feel what we think is acceptable. When we try to evaluate ourselves based on the appearance, natural ability, skills, and successes of other people, we can often find ourselves dissatisfied with our own accomplishments. So instead, we can notice others' appearances and successes and even admire them, but we don't have to embrace them as the expectation we have for ourselves. Determine your own goals, congratulate others who reach theirs, but don't really diminish your progress because of a comparison you made between yourself and someone else. When we do this, it can also have a negative influence on our relationship with that person, which again, I think is another major part of our insecurities. How we navigate and process our insecurities can alter the success of our relationships. Many of us have been in relationships with negative and unhealthy people that caused us to have a sense of rejection, unwantedness, unworthiness within us. If we don't take time to acknowledge and heal those wounds, they will spill into future relationships with healthy, loving people. We can struggle to trust our new partner. We can feel as though we, want, we don't deserve them, so we find ways to self-sabotage. We become overly needy and controlling or form unhealthy attachments to them all to cater to our own insecurities. You might even experience jealousy or you're arguing more frequently than not because of your lack of trust. Slowly, you're breaking down the strength of that relationship because of the healing that has not taken place within yourself. Allowing yourself to heal and understand your value, understand you are worthy of love within yourself and from others is so effective in your relationships. Being able to communicate your difficulty you have with trust without placing blame on your partner can give your relationship the help it needs to help you work through this together. When you feel your insecurities begin to surface, understand if you are responding to them defensively, arguing and shutting down, or if you're being transparent. 
Let's say it is the pool party example. Your partner really wants to go and is really excited to see your friend group and really wants you to come. You say, no, you don't want to go. Your partner's a little confused and maybe hurt by it. So they ask, hey, why not? And you instantly flare up. I just don't want to go. It's not a big deal to leave it alone and go without me. And in that moment, you just shut down. Your partner just enjoys your company and wants you to enjoy this fun experience with them. But now you're upset at each other. When really, this was just an opportunity to tell them, hey, I've really been struggling with my body image this week and I just don't think I'm comfortable being in a swimsuit. So I feel bad kind of going to a pool party and being the only one not swimming. Now you've given your partner the ability to have a dialogue with you. Maybe they can encourage you or maybe they can say, hey, I totally understand. Let's both not swim this time. Maybe we can just put our feet in. Maybe as you're healing and working through this, next year you'll be able to swim as well. Now you've given communication and transparency the ability to fuel a deeper connection and understanding of each other in your relationship rather than just getting defensive and shutting down. And these things don't happen overnight, but a willingness to communicate allows you to create an avenue to develop. But shutting down shuts you down, it shuts the connection to your partner down, and it shuts down your opportunity to grow. So those are the things I wanted to talk to you about insecurity and how it might kind of show up in our lives and, and maybe the ways we can utilize honesty and openness to grow. I hope you're encouraged. Working through your insecurity can take time and a lot of strength and resilience. The wins you experience on the other side are worth it. Just keep pressing in and staying patient with yourself. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today on the topic of insecurity. I hope this was helpful to your journey in some way. I will probably do a follow-up episode with a guest on this topic in the future, but for now, you can head over to the website, theexplorationofself.com, click on the episode resources link at the top of the page. There is the breakdown of the main points from this episode. There are some helpful articles and books that I think will really help you develop in this area. Also, episode two is up where I have my very first guest, Christy Pelton, and we have a great conversation about vulnerability. So please go give that a listen if you have the time. If you would like to support the show, you can do so through giving a rating and review. And it really helps the show get more kind of outreach. And also you can click the link to the Patreon on the website. There's a lot of fun extra content on the Patreon there. That's another resource for supporting the show as well. So thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day, week, month, all those things. Talk soon. Thank you.